I began my career in the seventh grade writing poems for Nancy Ireland. Uh, Nancy was the, the girl in the school that all the boys, every boy in school was in love with her. And I, would, uh, I was trying to get her attention, so I would write these poems and I would leave them on her desk. Uh, I did not know then that I should have put my name on them. And I think that Anthony Curvin was the beneficiary of my poems. Uh, I'm, I've been blessed to have uh, in my life two very close friends. Uh, one, Rob Penny, who is a playwright and lives in Pittsburgh, and the other is Clark Purdy, who is a director. And uh, they had a friend who was a writer and who was not writing plays. So it was actually Clark's encouragement to me that I should write plays. So in 1978, uh, I became aware of the uh, National Playwrights Conference at the Eugene O'Neill Theater Center. It's a workshop situation. Every summer they invite various playwrights to come up to the conference and work on their plays and improve them and hopefully work them up to where they might be able to get a production. So as I, when I began to write plays in 1979, I wrote a play called Jitney. I wrote a play called The Coldest Day of the Year. I wrote a play called Fullerton Street. I wrote a play called Why I Learned to Read. And I sent them all to the Eugene O'Neill Theater Center's National Playwrights Conference and they sent them back. And when they would send them back, I would sit down and I would write another one. Until finally I wrote a play called Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, which they didn't send back. And I went up to the conference and I worked on the play. And Lloyd Richards, the director of the conference, later produced the play at his theater, the Yale Repertory Theater in New Haven, Connecticut. And on October 11th, 1984, we opened on Broadway and won the New York Drama Critics Circle Award. By the time that play had opened on Broadway, I had already written two other plays, a play called Fences and a play called Joe Turner's Come and Gone. And they likewise followed the same route. Now, what happened? What was wrong with the first four plays that I had written, or the first five plays, that I all of a sudden suddenly become a playwright, that I all of, what made me do what in essence was better work? And I began to think about that, and I thought that that is probably what I should try to explain to you. When I was writing the earlier plays, I did, one, I did not think of myself as a playwright. Two, in the writing of Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, I came across some ideas that I found to be very liberating. I had already had an artistic agenda. I was trying to answer James Baldwin's call for a profound articulation of the black experience, which he defined as that field of manners and ritual of intercourse that will sustain a man once he has left his father's house. I was trying to do that. I wanted to place that tradition on stage simply to prove that it was there and that it was capable of offering substance. Uh, I also had a quote from Romare Bearden, uh, who said, I try to explore in terms of the life I know best, those things which are common to all culture. I was trying to do that. But yet, something was wrong. And I would like to think that I came to all these things in one night. So I will use my artistic license and say that I did. But what I came up with was, one, I was writing a play to go to the Eugene O'Neill Theater Center's National Playwrights Conference instead of writing the best play that had ever been written. So once I began to change 
my attitude toward the play. In my poetry, I would often start off my poetry readings with a poem that says, Song, go to those hills yonder and sit with the gods. Call out their name as Gabriel, a, a mighty note on his judgment horn. Hide not your face, for you are not a sparrow, and thunder breaks not your wings. As the gods go, go with them in my name. So I needed to do that to my place, but I didn't know how. And so one night, it occurred to me that I am sitting in the same chair that Tennessee Williams sat in, that Eugene O'Neill sat in, that Arthur Miller sat in, the same chair that Ibsen sat in. Because as I'm sitting here, I'm confronted with the same problems that they were confronted with how to get an actor on stage, how to get him off stage, how to develop character, how to shape the scenes. The problems that I was confronting were no different than the problems that they were confronting. And when that realization get, hit me, I became empowered by the chair. I suddenly became Eugene O'Neill. I suddenly became Tennessee Williams. And I realized that I was capable then of doing anything that I wanted to do, provided that I was willing to confront myself, provided that I was willing to confront my demons. For writing a play is like walking down this landscape of the self, and you have to be willing to confront whatever you find there. And your baggage that you carry with you, your weapons or the small imperial truths that you have accumulated over your life, that is all you have. And hopefully you will emerge from the landscape with a greater truth, a more illuminating truth. To write a play, to stand it up on a stage, one is making oneself very vulnerable. And one has to be willing to do that. So I began to put all those things together and imagine myself that I was the heavyweight champion of the world because I love boxing. And a boxer goes in the ring, he does not confront the opponent. His battle is with himself. He is confronting himself. He knows his capabilities and he will be pushed to them and he will probably learn something about himself to raise the level of his capability. So this is what I began to, the idea, the attitude in which I began to approach my work. And once I began to approach it, I became totally free. I felt like I was Picasso standing in front of a canvas. And for that moment, anyone who picks up a paintbrush and stands there, for that moment is Picasso. And the tools are color, shadow, mass, whatever. And it's how you apply those tools and how you use them. So once that revelation came to me, I have, in a sense, never looked back. And I would like to leave you now with a poem I wrote for my daughter, which says, lean ahead, language not in the toils of distant drums gone by. Be willing as warrior, brave, but bound with wicked intelligence that dispels and frightens foolishness. Remake each era with courageous correcting. Conceive, conspire with each instance for its terrible honesty. Give to each hallowed star its own revolving orbit, and many roads will open for you. Thank you.